0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome. It is the Thursday night edition of the Employment Law Show John Scholes here as well. Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Reaching out is super simple. Well, you're going to call here shortly, but I'll give you those details in a sec. But beyond that, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And there's also a website called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Of course, it's free and it's anonymous. And it also contains the severance calculator, which is, uh, as Lior calls, a handy-dandy tool. And it'll tell you exactly what your severance should be and over 2 million people. That's a two with, what, six zeros, eight zeros, nine zeros? failed math. It's a lot of people. They've used the severance calculator. You can as well. So get on that as we have our chat here. In between the phone calls, we've opened up the lines for you. Feel free. You got a half hour to uh, ask your questions, make your comments and join the show. Legal mistakes that your employer is likely making all the time and what you can do about it. That's coming up here in just a bit, but we always start off with a case of the day, pal. How are you?
1: Hey, Johnny, I am doing well, actually. Uh, just uh, getting you know, getting everything wrapped up before we went on air. I answered a lot of emails, a lot of questions. But I'm going to do that again right now. So we have a lot to talk about, but I'd much rather ask, uh, answer questions that our audience want the answers to. So by mm-hmm. all means, if you have an issue, an, a question, a problem, something at, at work, maybe today on this day, uh, it wasn't the best day. Maybe your boss said something or maybe something happened at work and you're wondering, is that right? Can they actually do this? Well, don't wonder anymore. Call us right now. I'll tell you if it's right. I tell you if it's not right. And of course, I'll tell you what you can do about it. So take us us up on our offer to help you. And of course, if you want to follow up with me at any time, just like John said, you can always call me at the office, give you that phone number, give, give you that email throughout the show so that we can have a more private chat as well. But case of the day, let me tell you about a situation that came across my desk. I uh, spoke uh, this morning with a lady who uh, had been working with her employer for right around two years. So, yes, she was hired during the pandemic. Now, when she was hired, uh, everyone in the workplace was uh, remote, working from home. And she was hired also working from home. Uh, And one of the things, in fact, that attracted her to the job is the ability to work from home because that way she has some flexibility uh, with her family so she was really happy and, and up until now has been working just fine uh, by all accounts with no issues remotely well she was just notified earlier this week that uh effective uh, uh, next month she has to be and, and everyone else not just her has to be back in the office uh, working full-time five days a week and she was surprised by that she didn't even realize that that that's something that it was possible she talked to her employer said no no that's You know, we're going back to pre-COVID arrangements. That was just a COVID situation when people were working remotely. So we expect you in the office starting next month. Uh, She called me, of course, very concerned and upset and wanted to know what her rights. So here's the thing, John. What I've said before, and hopefully our listeners know this, is that generally speaking, if you were working in the office pre-COVID and during COVID you were working remotely, your employer is allowed to say, yeah, you have to come back to the office now. We, yeah, you have to come back to the way things were before. And if you don't go back, well, that's a resignation. But her situation is different. She never worked in the office. It was never a term of her employment that she worked in the office. She was hired to work remotely. She's always worked remotely. So in her situation, John, the employer doesn't have the ability to demand that she come back to work. So what happens in her situation uh, is is if ultimately they end the relationship with her because she's not back physically in the office, that's a termination. She's going to be owed severance, potentially as much as six months pay. So there's a reminder there for uh, anyone that was hired during COVID. If you hadn't worked in the office because you weren't there pre-COVID, you were always working remotely, your employer may not have the ability to require you to come back in the office. So if you want to talk about that, if that ever, something that's happened to you or any situation where you're concerned about your job or it being at risk, just give me a call.
0: How could the employer uh, have avoided that? Maybe put that in an employment contract when she first got hired? For now, you're working from home, but expect to come back into the office when, uh, when things clear up?
1: Gosh, John, it's almost like you've been hosting an employment law show for like 10 years. Amazing, it's, isn't it? <laughs> almost like that. It's crazy. No, but that, you're right. That's exactly what her employer could have done in the employment agreement say that, yes, you you may have to come back to work physically in the office or that we have the ability to have you come back to the office. If her employment agreement said that, uh, no problem. They could do that. Never said that. It was completely silent on that issue. So because of that, they now can't decide to change things. So another indication why that employment agreement is so important, both for employer and for employees.
0: Okay, let's get into this, pal. Legal mistakes that your employer is likely making all the time and what you can do about it. Number one, fire for cause or suspend employees because of the vaccine status.
1: So this obviously has been probably the most common mistake over the last year. And even today, this time, I still see that. I see that in fact still daily where employers either suspend employees or uh, let them go for cause because they're not vaccinated. Now, What I'm about to say is not commentary about the vaccine, not at all. It's simply a matter of from a legal standpoint, does your employer have the right to fire you and not pay you anything because of your vaccination status? No, that is a mistake employers make. And certainly employers now do not have the right, do not have the ability to either suspend you without pay or to let you go without pay because of your vaccination status they may be doing that in good faith thinking that they're allowed to do that or maybe because they're, they're they think that they're looking out for their their other employees regardless from a legal standpoint if your employer is letting you go they owe you severance they're not allowed to suspend you without pay that's a termination requiring them to pay you severance so if they didn't pay you that compensation that's a wrongful dismissal employers have been doing this all across the country we we, we represent hundreds and, and at some point we it probably was you know, in the thousands of people that we we're representing across the, uh, Canada in those situations, we're resolving these cases every day. That's a very common mistake that employers make, and now you know what to do about it. If that happens to you, if it happened to you, and you don't know what to do, just give me a call. I
0: want to grab a, a quick call here before we take a break. Jay, thanks for taking the time. How are you? Hey, guys, good. Uh, nice, easy
1: one before the break. Uh, staff no. holiday pay. How many hours, is it eight hours pay? For stat holidays on my uh, pay stub. Uh, well, it, it depends on uh, on the hours that you work, right? I mean, if you work eight hours or if you work another hours, it depends on those hours. Well, I meant like the minimum. They're telling us that it's an average, and some ago. Yes, days it's, it goes- a, it's an average, exactly. So the average will be based on your your number of hours that you work. So it's not a fixed amount. It's an average based on the weeks before, exactly.
0: Okay, perfect. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good week.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks, Jay.
0: Appreciate the call. You want to reach out any further, and I'll give this uh, number to you as well as we get into a break. 1 821 5900. That's to reach leor and his crew. This is the Employment Law Show. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And we are back at John schools leor Samfiru, the Thursday night edition of the show. We're going to get back into this momentarily, the legal mistakes that your employer is likely making all the time and what you can do about it. But first, always the phone calls are a top priority. In that regard, we'll talk to, uh, to Becky. Hi, Becky. What's your question? Hi there. I have a question um, that I was recently given by my employer to sign a liability waiver, basically saying that um, they, would, they would have $0 against any accident that occurred in the workplace.
1: Uh, well, first of all, that's kind of a, a, a silly thing for them to do because they, they wouldn't have necessarily any liability only because uh, that's what WSIB is for. So you right. couldn't actually sue an employer if you get injured in the workplace. The, the, the law actually pro- prohibits that from happening because of a WSIB. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, so what I'm
0: concerned yeah. about is that they're a very small business. They work mm-hmm. out of the basement of a home with some heavy machinery that i'm operating and um i'm just wondering if they have insurance for that
1: well the thing is uh wsib is is coverage is mandatory and even if they haven't arranged with wsib for coverage uh if you ever got injured god forbid then wsib would would force that on them and charge them and and it has nothing to do with it bottom line is i would certainly not sign anything like that uh, I, okay. I wouldn't, because you don't know how this could impact you in, in, in any way. But right. I think that the key is to impress on them that it's actually pointless and meaningless for them to even have that, uh, right. because again, it it, it's, it doesn't give them any new rights. So no, I wouldn't sign it. There's nothing that they can do to you for refusing to sign it. But okay. even for them, they, they clearly haven't thought this through or gotten proper advice.
0: Yeah, I think they just downloaded it from a you know a template.
1: Yeah, probably something from the U.S. where they have very different laws. So I, I wouldn't sign it. Uh, it. It can never be a good thing for you. Uh, and keeping in mind that that there's no, there's nothing they could do to you. If there's any problems or issue, just give me a call. That's great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: Thanks, Becky, for your time as well. And to reach out uh, on the other side anytime with Lior and his team, 1-855-821-5900. But here and now. Hey, hey, Jason. Thanks for standing by. How are you, pal? Get over yourself good sir what's uh, what's on your mind so right now in my employment uh, we had four people just get fired right off the shot just to kind of do budget cuts there was really nothing wrong that these four people did some of them
1: were new some of them were a month uh, sorry uh, seven months in some of them were there for seven years so my question is to you is would that be a class action lawsuit
0: for wrongful termination for those four people like I'm just kind of calling on their behalf because they're kind of in the in the dark because they don't even know what, how, why they even got fired. They didn't even get a root cause. They just said, you're out the door and that's it.
1: So Jason, keep in mind, an employer can let an employee go even if there's no reason and doesn't have to give a reason so long as they pay them proper severance. And depending on the severance, on the length of employment, it, that severance could be anywhere from two months to 24 months. So no, it's not a class action. It's simply a matter of making sure that they got proper severance. I can almost guarantee you because that's true for most cases that whatever severance they were offered is a heck of a lot less than what they're actually owed. So what they need to do is to give me a call and I'll assess what they're owed. And if what they've been offered is fine, then it's fine. If it's not fine, then I'll help them get proper severance. It's an easy process. It's a quick process. It's not a a complicated one in any way. So it's not a class action. It's simply a matter of each of them having their own rights and us having to make sure that they get what they owed okay perfect because i was just wondering because i just thought maybe i thought you still had to have like documentation of like something they did wrong no. so many times or x, x amount of times but they could just no kind of fire the gun away and then that's it right they can but perfect. severance has to be paid and, and even for someone that's worked there for a few months even that person could be owed a few months of severance so that's why it's so, so important that they give me a call. So have them call me or email me at the office. We'll give you that information in just a sec. Happy to talk to them and make sure that they get every dollar that they're legally owed.
0: Jason, thanks for your time, pal. Here's that number to, uh, to reach out, 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Back into this one, pal. Legal mistakes that your employer is likely making all the time, what you can do about it. Number two, don't take the time to figure out how much severance they actually owe. You think?
1: That is the biggest mistake that's done every single day. And it doesn't matter, by the way, if you work for a big company or a small company, if you're in a senior position or a junior position, or if you work for a month or for 50 years, that is a, the most common mistake. It happens to almost everyone and with every employer. Employers not understanding how much evidence they're owed, uh, getting wrong information, not properly researching and, uh, and getting advice so that they know how they can comply with their legal obligations. That happens all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. There are employers that do this uh, on purpose that actually may know how much severance they, they owe, but they're hoping to get away with paying less. But a lot of employers legitimately don't know, don't take the time to know. That is a mistake, and that, that mistake is what we call a wrongful dismissal. Remember, a wrongful dismissal is not about the reason you were let go. A wrongful dismissal is about the severance. If you haven't been paid or offered proper severance you've been wrongfully dismissed and believe it or not 90 percent of people when they're let go actually are wrongfully dismissed so we have listeners right now that i guarantee you at some point in their career were wrongfully dismissed without even knowing it they were owed more severance they probably didn't even realize that well that's the mistake and what do you do about it you know what to do about it because you've been listening to our show for a long time you know that you have to get advice. Call me. Let's talk about what you're owed. Even simpler, you can do that always. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Use our severance calculator. Again, it's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Severance calculator is free and anonymous. It tells you how much severance you're owed. It's a mistake that employers make. But the good news is, as I was saying to our previous caller, it's not a difficult mistake to fix. Once we know, yeah, they offered you two months, you're owed eight months, we can resolve that quickly on good terms. Without uh, without actually it being complicated or even too confrontational. So that's what you do about it. But it's the most common mistake, I can almost guarantee you, that if you lost your job for any reason, you probably are owed much more severance than you've been offered.
0: What employers also do, another legal mistake is this. They don't properly investigate. Even now, in 2022, they don't properly investigate and resolve workplace harassment issues. Hard to believe, but it's true, right? Hard to
1: believe, perhaps, but man-oh-man is that common. I see that all the time. Not properly investigating, not even taking it seriously. So someone complains about workplace harassment, employer doesn't take it seriously, doesn't care, uh, doesn't maybe know what to do about it, so doesn't properly address it, and that's illegal. Why? Because we have laws that require your employer to take it seriously and to conduct a proper investigation, even if that means bringing an outside specialist to investigate, and ultimately to eradicate, to get rid of that harassing situation, that that harassment in the workplace. So it's, it's something that's very common. So what you do about it is you insist on your rights. You don't take no for an answer. It's okay to push. And if you've tried and nothing happens, well, let me do the pushing. It's going to be a heck of a lot more difficult for your employer to say no to me. They're not going to say no to me. Okay? So There's things that you can do about harassment, and it doesn't involve you continuing to suffer and and having your health impacted and ultimately having to go off on a stress leave. Don't let that happen to you. Worst case scenario, we can get you out of that workplace with compensation. It's a mistake that shouldn't be a mistake because employers should know better. But if it happens to you, you know what to do about it now.
0: And we you know, we always say if it's a small employer and you need to sidestep the actual manager or boss because they're the ones doing the harassment, they, they leapfrog that and go right to you, right? That's how they resolve it.
1: Absolutely. If you're not comfortable speaking with anyone in the workplace because you know maybe there's no one to talk to, maybe there's no HR, or maybe the owner of the company is the one harassing you, so who are you going to talk to? Then, yes, exactly. You can't deal with it uh, internally. You deal with it externally, i.e. you get me involved. And I can either deal with the company or, if you prefer, get you out of there. So there's always a solution. There's always something that can be done.
0: Talking legal mistakes that employers make that you can fix by uh, contacting Leor and his team. This one, last as we keep saying, last two years has risen right to the top of the heap, except maybe for severance, and that has put employees on a temporary layoff.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what, John? This has been unbelievably common during uh, the pandemic, but it's always been a mistake. As long as I've been a lawyer and, and many years before that – Uh, a common mistake that employers make, and that is putting employees on a temporary layoff. Now, a lot of employers genuinely believe that they have the right to do that, right? They believe that it's legal. They're not trying to hurt the employee. They're not trying to get away with anything illegal. They believe that they can do it, except they can't. In most situations, a temporary layoff can be considered by the employee to be a termination, a constructive dismissal, which means the employee can insist on getting severance. And, you know, you you and I have been using this example recently. That same employer that believes that they can lay off the employee temporarily, if I ask them, hey, employer, do you think you can reduce your employees' pay by 50%, that employer is probably going to say, oh, no, no, I I know I'm not allowed to do that. That would be ridiculous to reduce someone's pay by 50%. Well, then why do you think you can lay someone off temporarily, which means reducing their pay by 100%? obviously you can't do that. So no, it's not legal. And if you've been put on a temporary layoff, you can accept that if you want. You can sit at home and wait and hope to be called back to work and see what happens. Or you can choose to treat that as a termination, get your severance, potentially as much as 24 months pay, and move on to a different job. If that's what you ultimately decide to do, you don't want to stay on a layoff, you don't want to accept it, give me a call and we'll get it started.
0: And this one, you get this all the time as well. Eventually, when this when this happens, someone's off work and want to come back. They don't try hard enough, right, to accommodate an employee's medical limitations, which they legally have to do.
1: John, today alone, I'm to, this day alone, I've had three different people contact me. I'm just one person. You know, we have 20, 30 lawyers in the office. But just me, three people contacted today telling me that they're trying to get back from uh, disability leave and or, or they're asking for accommodation for medical conditions and the employer is not accommodating them. They're not trying hard to to provide that accommodation. So let's be very clear here. An employer has to provide that accommodation if at all possible, even if it is hard. It's expected that accommodating is not going to be easy for the employer. It's expected that there's gonna be some struggle and some pain in, in providing that accommodation. Despite that, they have to do it. Now, of course, if it's so difficult and so over the top, yes, They don't have to go that far but gosh man and and, and it's so common for me to see employers that don't even try i i'll tell you a situation that i had today i had uh uh, i spoke with a lady who uh for for medical reasons had been working uh remotely five days a week Uh, and not not because of the pandemic just just for medical reasons well her employer now came back and said well we don't want to accommodate you anymore We just think it's going to be too hard to continue accommodating you. Well, wait a second. You've been doing this for for a while. Nothing has changed. She's been doing her job. There's never been any complaints. What has changed all of a sudden? That's a human rights violation. That's illegal. Bottom line is this. If you need medical accommodation, modified duties, modified hours, et cetera, get a doctor's note that says that, okay? Make sure that you have a doctor's note that's saying, here's the accommodation. Your employer has to make all efforts to make that happen. If they don't, there's consequences. It's a human rights violation. It can be considered a constructive dismissal as well. You want to contact me at that point. Start with that doctor's note. Put the onus on the employer to accommodate. If they don't, let's talk.
0: Another thing they do that's uh, not legally you can do something about. We, st- oh man, we st- we've been talking about this one for almost ten years, and that is they don't follow the all important rule: you do not mess with mama or papa or whatever <laughs> variation of of that. Don't don't mess with the parents.
1: Again, another call I had today from, from a lady who has been off on uh, a maternity leave, scheduled to come back to work next month, and their employer is saying, yeah, you're going to come back to a different role. No, no, no. You can't do that. When it comes to maternity leave, when it comes to parental leave, that can, it doesn't have to be a mom. It can be a father as well, of course. Then the rules are very simple. Number one is you don't punish someone for taking the parental leave. You don't uh, penalize them. Uh, you don't uh, put any conditions on that. And number two, you take them back to the same job with the same pay they had before. It's as simple as that. And it's a legal mistake completely to do anything other than that. To tell someone uh, that you're going to go in a, to a different role or a different pay, or we're going to keep your replacement and put you somewhere else, or not, we're not going to take you back at all. It's illegal. It's a it's it's a serious legal mistake that has significant consequences each of the Employment Standards Act, the Human Rights Code, you name it. So if your employer does anything to you when you're coming back for parental leave, while you're on parental leave, let's talk. I can usually and very quickly get them to back off completely, uh, because once they hear from me, they realize, holy cow, we made a big mistake. So happy to talk to you in that situation.
0: Man, that was a quick half uh, half hour, quick and dirty, but you can always reach out to Leon and his team now that we are uh, done for a Thursday. Here's how you do it. 1-855-821-5900. Use that number anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, the email address. And if you go to employmentlawyer.ca, there's a media tab, among other things there, that'll give you leads to our long-running TV show. And then finally, the website that was constructed just for your convenience, free and anonymous pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is where you will find the severance calculator. We'll catch you next time Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.